Have compassion for everyone you meet, even if they don't want it. What seems like bad manners or cynicism is always a sign of things no eyes have seen or ears have heard. You don't know what wars are going on down where the spirit meets the bone. But ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. My mouth is still... (laughs) I don't know if you guys can feel it, but my mouth is still funny right now. I'm good right now. Thanks, though, Ben. If I need it, I'll let you know. Most of us know that humans can detect five different tastes. There is sweet, salty, bitter, sour, and the last one is umami, which I did not know, and I had to look that up, but apparently it's a taste that comes from things that are savory, like soup that we had last week. But did you know that our tongues have different types of papillaries? These are the bumps on our tongues. And each of those bumps have taste buds that contain hundreds of taste receptors, which sends information to our brain and tells us what we are experiencing. And there are two types of these taste receptors. There's receptor cells, which perceive sweet, umami, and bitter. And then there is these presynaptic cells called, that detect salty and sour flavors. And when those tastes are detected, our brain is able to perceive and make sense of that food we are experiencing. When you take a a bite of that special bean recipe, or that delicious cake, or sip of coffee, your taste buds receive that information and send it to your brain. Salt is an amazing mineral because it has the power to bring out and enhance the taste of these different flavors. Jesus knew that, although probably could not explain that scientifically, that the salt denatures the structures of protein, which makes the flavors tastier and more aromatic, which is why Chef Gordon Ramsay is always yelling at his chefs that the food is too bland. Often he knows right away when a chef did not use enough salt because his taste receptors, cells, and his presynaptic cells have nothing exciting to report. And he's not afraid to let them know that. Adding salt can give a tremendous boost to the balance of the flavor, not just the saltiness. Salt can enhance sweetness and sour, and it can override bitterness by suppressing the perception of bitterness. By changing the salt, the cook can allow the ingredients to really shine to its fullest potential where you can take a bite and you can pick out green pepper or mushroom or tomato or chicken. Salt enhances the flavors for you to experience it. Jesus is only just beginning his ministry here. He has called the disciples to walk with him and learn from him God's ways. And as the crowd gets larger Jesus climbs to the top of a mountain to take a seat. 
and the disciples follow him to the place where he is sitting. In Moses' fashion, Jesus does not give them a new law or commandment, for Jesus has not come to abolish the law or the prophets, but to bring out the fullness of God with them for their time. The Beatitudes are familiar to us, perhaps so much that we are often desensitized to really how subversive and countercultural these teachings really are, not only in Jesus' time, but in our time as well, beginning with, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Often we interpret this passage and lean really heavily on in spirit. And we ignore Jesus' ministry with the poor, becoming Christ to proclaim good news to the poor, healing the poor, feeding the poor, housing the poor, listening and grieving with the poor, even dying and suffering in the same manner as the poor. And we say it is poor in spirit, not, not literally, but in spirit. New Testament scholar Warren Carter says the beatitude is actually an intensification of poverty rather than a spirit, spirit, uh, spiritualization of it. That the poor in spirit are those who are literally poor and facing the devastating impact of poverty, not just externally, but in their very being. And so often our interpretation and our call to live this out in the words of Gordon Ramsay is bland. It is bland not because uh, it does not create heated debate or controversy. Jesus is not calling people to revolt, revolt or rebel for the sake of consternation, but it is bland because the fullness of God cannot be tasted. The fullness of God's grace and mercy and love are subdued. And we believe that the salt of Jesus is God is amplified and God's ways are revealed in his life. And the crowd of people following Jesus, uh, they need some salt on their dish. And they were not looking for ethical rules to live by, but needed guidance in heated debates concerning the political and religious future of Israel. There were anxious people questioning the future of the nation and the leaders that were okay with deepening poverty as long as Caesar and those loyal to Caesar were compensated and untouched by a higher authority. Sound familiar? There were anxious questions about religious leaders that interpreted the Torah in a, way that, uh, in a way that God was undisturbed by the worsening conditions of the poor, the outcasts, and those without help. Does that sound familiar? We may have similar concerns about politics and religion today. The war in Ukraine continues to devastate families and children caught in the crosshairs of greed and power. Mental health among all demographics is significantly becoming a struggle, especially among youth. Politicians seem to be playing this win or lose politics with policies that determine life or death. And as I mentioned last week, come early March, 
all the emergency SNAP funds will stop, meaning that households that received an average of $95 or more a month will now struggle even more to get by. Families and children will slip back below the poverty line. And while politicians promised not to cut these programs until COVID was no longer labeled a pandemic, a label that has been extended through April, these programs were cut, which we would expect religion to have something to say, although it is often based on American philosophy that hard work equals success. An illusion known all too well by the working poor, putting in 50 to 60 hours without benefits or enough to give their children opportunities that are supposed to be for all. And so we interpret that. Poor in spirit can taste very bland. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, You, you who are listening, you who are walking with me, you are the salt of the earth. You have been called to enhance the goodness of God where you are. Not to be a salt lick, as we found out we are not God, which is a big relief, right? But we don't want to lose our saltiness, neither. Because if so, God will remain hidden. Not that God has left, although some people believe that, but that we and others cannot taste God's love, God's justice, God's peace, which is here already. There is a quote by a theologian mystic Howard Thurman, and he says this, Don't ask yourself, what the world needs. Don't ask yourself what the world needs. And isn't that a hard thing to do, especially when your pastor <laughs> lays out all these things that we don't like reading about in the newspaper? We see needs upon needs upon needs, which can be so overwhelming, especially for those of us who are called to make a difference and don't know where to start. Thurman says, don't ask yourself what the world needs. Instead, ask yourself what makes you come alive and go do that. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. What makes you come alive? We naturally go to our gifts, teaching, cooking, painting, Maybe it is working with children. Maybe it is our skill or craft of what you do for a living. This could be a starting place, but certainly not the ending place, for if we have said yes to the call of Jesus, that in Christ Jesus we have been born, made alive, what about the life and ministry of Jesus makes us come alive? Is it that unlike any other religion, Christianity can never be practiced alone, but only in community with one another? In essence, we must go together. Is it the central message of love and a God that listens to our cries and is with us through everything? Is it the unfiltered prophetic truth telling, uh, 
telling how power is at work in the world and how we redeem each other to one another. What makes you come alive in the story? Is it a Jesus that reaches out to help people in need? Is it a Jesus that had to flip some tables in the temple to bring attention to corruption? What part of the story makes you come alive? And so I invite you to really think about that. In this season of Epiphany, what about Christ is an epiphany for you? For you are the salt of the earth. In small ways, in treating a stranger with kindness, in opening the door for others, by shooting the breeze at the checkout line with someone, by picking up trash or recycling, by donating food to 211 or blankets to a ministry we are involved in. All this is a pinch of salt, enhancing the goodness of an already present God. The world needs that. You are the salt of the earth. Like Jesus called to address the big issues as well that may require more of us. And so I want to end with this this morning. Jessica and I got up this morning to prepare the icing for the children's message. And so we we started with regular icing. We put some salt in there, which I thought would be a lot, and I tasted it. And it tasted better. right? Salt can enhance the taste. So the sweetness brought it out. And so I added more, and Jessica kept saying, you need to add a lot more in there. And so about a quarter of the salt went in, and I tasted it, and it still tasted really good to me. This is really sweet icing. And it wasn't until we dumped basically all the salt in there, where we could see the salt crystals on the icing, that I made just an awful face, an awful face. As Jesus took seriously the looming issues of the poor and the issues of empire in his time, as we too address such issues for our time as racism and poverty and nationalism, we too need to be ready to add more salt than maybe we thought possible. But can we imagine if we all brought out the goodness of God around us? Imagine the world we would live in, the way we would treat one another. Imagine how politics or religion would work, would begin to work with and for instead of against. You are the salt. We are the salt. Amen? Amen. Amen.